Today's Davos Maseches Nedarim Dav Beis Baruch Hashem. We embark on a new journey of learning Hashem's Torah. Our learning is dedicated in memory of Alexander Ben Elazar. His neshama should have an aliyah through our learning. Let's open with three introductory points. Number one, the placement of Maseches Nedarim in Seder Nashim disrupts a bit the logical flow we've had so far. Uh, first, Yevamot, then Ketubot, which dealt primarily and explicitly with halachas and laws, discussions related to marriage, win, and family law, while Nedarim, which discusses vows, largely does not deal with any of these themes in an organized or particular way. One idea, when we get up to Maseches Sota, Dav Beis the Gemara over there mentions that Perak HaMadir, which is actually the seventh of 13 Prakim and Ksubis, the way that we have it, and deals explicitly with vows, we learned it a few months ago, with vows between husband and wife, was originally the final Perak of the Masechet of Ketubot, followed by Nadarim, which made sense because it was a follow-on to a discussion that already was taking place about Nadarim, and then Nazir, which also deals with vows in a more specific kind of way. As well, the Rambam in Parish of Mishnayos in his Hagdam, in his introduction, writes that in the Torah, the Parsha of Nadarim, the Parsha of the vows, particularly deals with a father's allowance to annul, to cancel his daughter's vows, and a husband, his wife's vows, when there's engagement, Eris in the first level of marriage or the second level of Nisuin, and that will, of course, impact who has this capacity to annul a vow, the father or the husband. Second point is that Nedarim vows are a serious matter. The Torah says in Parshish Matos, Ish ki yidor neder Hashem, when a man makes a vow to Hashem, or he, he swears, and we'll have some time to explore the difference between to prohibit something on himself, he should not desecrate his word, he should not violate his word, everything that comes out of his mouth, he should upkeep and uphold. Rav Shimon ben Levi taught, and this is from the Yerushalmi in Perak Tesalacha Aleph, discussing how a person can be poteach, can open an edda where he says, had he known the damaging result of taking that vow, he never would have made the vow in the first place. And Rav Shimon gave a masha, gave an analogy. We asked the noder, person who took the vow, if he knew that taking that vow was like putting his head in a noose for execution. It's like Officers of the king in charge of bringing people to the execution stand, and as they're walking, they find a free noose. They go and put this guy's head in there. So too, you did not pay attention to the harm and trip-ups because of your sin of taking a vow. You were oser, aser. You took upon yourself this prohibition, which is from the language of being in chains. The, that's from the book of Yermiao and other places. The Balaturim writes, in addition, that the gematria, the numerical value of the word nidarim, is rotseach, murderer, as a noder who does not, the person who vows, who does not pay vow to tzedakah, for example, or doesn't give to what he's supposed to give, could be like a rotseach, people who would need that in the end are not getting that from this person. Very, very, very careful, as we will see with our words and with making these vows. The third point, broadly speaking, the Dharim are about making a prohibition for himself, for oneself, as we will see. It is a self-denial, a siagla prishut. Let's say a person has a weakness for alcohol or smoking or overeating, and the list can go on in a person's life. He makes a neder, forbidding these things on himself. What type of prohibition is this? So we so we find the Machokas Rishonim, which I saw quoted by Ezra Breitowitz in his Right up on Matos Masse's Parshashir Matos Masse Tafshin Pei. The Turn Yaradea Simon Reish Dal presents two types of nether. One, fundamentally, a person 
transfers a quality from an object uh, from an object that was prohibited by a vow. In other words, person says this loaf of bread should be forbidden to me like a korban. A korban becomes a korban through a vow when a person says hareza ola or hareza shlamim. He's saying this is going to be an ola offering or a sh- sh- peace offering. This is a davar hanadur. This is an item that has been the vow has been grabbed on top of it. To say, therefore, quote, this bread should be like a korban, that's called hatpasa. Hatpasa means when you're transferring the quality of being prohibited to the bread. Or, the other way the Torah says, the person just simply says, this is forbidden to me, that's also a nether. The Ran, however, in Shavuos Tavches, and also the Ran's opening words in our Mishnah, and the opening lines of the Ran's commentary, indicate that there's only one kind of nether, which is hatpasa, but you will learn about the halacha of Yad, a handle, if a person expresses a neder in an incomplete way, we complete his words for him. The one neder says the run is, this item is like a korban. But if a person says, davar zelai asur, we invoke the rule of Yados and complete the sentence with kekorban. As if he says, davar asur like a korban. Lots more to say, stay tuned, but we must appreciate that this Masechta is a deep dive into the power of our words creating realities that did not exist before, a power that Hashem endured us when he said, vayomer lokimi or vayhi or.